Welcome to the Horizon Church podcast. Horizon Church is a Christ-centered, word-based and spirit-led church. We are so happy to bring this message to you. And on behalf of our pastors, Brad and Ali Bonholm and the Horizon Church team, we pray it's a blessing to you. So tonight I get this time to share with you around the Word of God and then we're going to pray and minister and believe for people to be saved as well. Are you ready for God's Word tonight? So good. That's about 60% of you, but I'll take that. That's awesome. Tonight I want to share with you really around this vision um, that it is my Bible. I want on this vision, I want to build on this actually that it is the Word of God. It was up there on the screen before, but I just want to do a subtitle to it that it is the Word of God. It is the Word of God. One of the things that I heard said this morning as Pastor Brad was sharing was he made this statement. He said, it's time to get a Word from God. And if you're sitting here tonight in church, you're not here by accident, whether you're a visitor, whether you've come for a while, or maybe you come now and then, I want you to tune in tonight because right here tonight, God is about to speak to you if He hasn't already through the worship. But it is time not to hear somebody else's Word. It's time for you personally to get a Word from God to get a word from God, to say, God, I need a word. If it's an area of sickness, you need a word from God so that you can get healed. If it's an area within your family that you're like, hey, I would like something to change in 2024 and not enter 2025 with the same issue, then I'm praying tonight that God will give you a word from heaven that will speak into your family, that will speak into the life of your teenager. For those that are younger tonight, why don't you reach out to God maybe for the first time? And say, God, I want you to speak to me, not to my parents, not to somebody else, but I need a Word from God. You see, when the Word of God is inside of you, when you take this Word, it starts right here, and this Word gets inside of you, what happens is you give the Holy Spirit the best opportunity to breathe into your life and to cause your life to come alive. Uh, Now your pastor knows a little bit what I was like when I didn't know Jesus. And so it took a really big work from God to get me sorted out. But see, what I did not know was what I'm teaching you tonight, that the Word was not just what was on these pages, but actually I needed to know the Word, not via someone. I needed to know the Word, get it into my life, and then the Holy Spirit would breathe on that Word. And it started to come alive. And all of a sudden I was like, wow, I didn't. I thought Christianity was boring. I thought it was a waste of time. I thought it was some kind of religion. Even though my parents loved Jesus, I didn't tune in. But when I discovered the Word of God and started filling my life with His Word, I realised something else happened. The Holy Spirit started to breathe. And this is what happens. You are giving the Holy Spirit something to breathe on. Can you just imagine if you're 15 years old in this room or you're 18 years old and you start this journey tonight, where will you be at when you're 30? Where will you be at when you are 25? Where will you be at if you start investing the Word of God? You say, this is my Bible and you start investing that into yourself. What will happen is you will create more opportunities for the Holy Spirit to breathe and for things to come alive. And this journey of Christianity is and will be for you personally the most exciting adventure that you could ever have. Come on, I need someone to praise God tonight. 
because He has a word for you. See, I used to go to youth camps and I would go to, you know, some great meetings. I guess when you're older, you go to conferences. But I'd go to these youth camps and, and God would really touch my life. I didn't know what would happen, but I'd go to some of these camps and, and God would really, really, I would really encounter God. And I remember going to one camp, which, um, you know, it wasn't the best run camp. That's because Brad wasn't running it. Um, someone else was still running it. And then eventually he got to run the youth group. But I was in that in-between stage. I was kind of trying to serve God, but didn't really know what to do. But I showed up at this camp anyway. And from what I know in history now, they say it was bad. The food was bad. The venue was bad. The worship was bad. But yeah, it was this crazy kid trying to get his life right with God. But God touched me. <laughs> and so in this camp that didn't have all the things right, I started to encounter God. I remember it was a concrete floor and I happened to be on my knees. And then I started to feel like shafts of light coming down through my entire being. Not just one, but one, then another, and then another. And as these shafts hit my soul, I started to feel incredible, intense love like I had never known, experienced, or at that point even understood in the Word of God. But God showed up Himself and started pouring His love into my heart by the Holy Spirit, which I now know is a Scripture, but back then I didn't. But then this love flooded me. And as it flooded me, all of a sudden I started to see myself in areas where I'd been very critical and judgmental. And I started to weep. And I was like, God, sorry I judge people like that. God, I repent. No one told me. It came out of this encounter of love. Then I started to see areas where I had unforgiveness or even with my parents, these things that I'd done that had really disappointed them. And all of a sudden, this love filled me, sharps of love. And I started to say, God, I forgive. But as I did this, it, even though I was crying, it was actually because I was letting go. But it was this encounter with God. And then He filled my life with love. And from that moment, I can honestly say over many years doing different things, it's become so easy to forgive because I remember that moment where these shafts of love filled my heart. And then because of these encounters, I started to ask God, well, God, if you did that at the camp, can you do it again <laughs> during the week? Because the camp's only once a year. <laughs> So something happened in my walk with God, which I hope happens with you, that if maybe it's a camp or maybe it's what happens on a Sunday. And I started to go, God, can you do this during the week? Uh, can, you, can you do this again? And then I thought about it and I went, what was it about camp? And I thought, well, at camp, we were hungry. Yeah, we were hungry. We were like, we only wanted God and we didn't have all our other friends. At camp, we were like in this place of, of expectancy and prayer. The prayer was, you know, rolling out before we got to camp, not at camp. And so I'm like, wow, we were praying. And so I started to ask God, can you teach me how to pray? Can you teach me just how to pray, God, how to do this? Not just when it's church, but how to pray. And there was faith and there was worship. So I started, you know, bought myself back then a CD player, which most of you will not understand. And that's okay, we'll search it on Google later. And I bought myself the stereo and I started playing worship music, which at the time I did not know existed. I didn't know you could put worship on yourself. I only knew about the party music. And so I started to put worship on my home. But this is the thing that really got me. I realised for three days at camp, 
I was sitting under the Word of God. I was actually sitting under the Word. Didn't understand all the preaching. Didn't get everything that was going on, but it didn't matter. You know why? Because that's how powerful the Word of God is, that the Word itself is powerful. And when you sit under the Word of God as you are tonight, it starts to get inside of you And I started to say, God, I don't just want camp once a year. God, I want, if possible, can I have camp every day? And something clicked on the inside where I realised I can put this Word inside of my heart. I can put the Word inside of my heart. And John 4, 23 to 24, it says this great Scripture. It says, Yet a time is coming and has now come when true worshippers will worship the Father in spirit and in truth. For they are the kind of worshippers the Father seeks. God is spirit. Wow. God is spirit. And the, His worshippers must worship Him in spirit and in truth. So we have an incredible dynamic that's going on. There's the dynamic of the Word and there's the dynamic of the Spirit. But actually the two come together. Our responsibility is to go, God, we've got Your Word. So I'm going to fill my life with Your Word. Because the more I fill my life with Your Word, the more I give opportunity for Your Spirit to breathe. <laughs> yeah, I, I get the opportunity not just once a year at camp or once a week on Sunday, but actually I start walking in a lifestyle of the Spirit because the Word and the Spirit are working together as one. As we've declared and as it says also in John 6.63, my words, they are Spirit and they are life. So I need some people in the room tonight that are saying, God, we are hungry for the things of the Spirit. We are hungry for life. And so we will fill ourselves with the Word of God. Word, Spirit and life is what He says. And so as the Word is in your life, you have the Word and the Spirit and the Word of God will collide. You see, it says here, a time is coming and has now come. You know, for you guys, this is your, your vision Sunday. If I just pause for a moment to speak into that. See, this is a key Sunday because what was coming has now come. <laughs> what was coming has now arrived. This is not just a phrase or an idea from your leaders. I think you already know that. But if I can just reinforce it to you, this is something you can hang the rest of your year on. And then it will become a part of your life forever. If you just for one year, it will be part of your next 30 years. And you get to hang your life on it because the Word of God, the Bible says it lasts forever. What a great vision to have. But I really just sense this, Pastor Brad, as I was sitting here this morning, that out of this vision, God says, you know, often He says about vision that you go up to the ramparts and you look. And I just got a sense that even though you might know this phrase or have some idea of the Word of God, because it's the vision for this house, it's going to come to you with much greater clarity than ever before. It's almost like your leaders have got higher and so they can see clearer. They could see before, but now they can see clearer. And there's another thing that goes with that, and that's called timing. See, in the old school days, they used to have like castles or old buildings. I saw some of them in London. But then they had a vantage point that they could see what was happening. They could see territory. They could see if the enemy was coming. But they also knew they had an army inside. They had resource inside. They knew what was going on. So the timing meant they knew when to lower down the ramp. 
They knew when to set down the drawbridge. And I just saw the church, that the drawbridge was coming down. <laughs> I saw the drawbridge coming down and, and out of the house was coming leaders, resource. And then this morning we prayed for the prayer pastor and I saw prayer. And I believe that in the timing of God, you will see more of this released out of your house. You will see people of prayer and the spirit of prayer. In fact, why can't God release the spirit of prayer in such a measure that it touches the entire nation? Come on, someone's got to be praying for Australia. North, south, east and west. Leaders that will be sent out. I know some have already been sent, but in the right timing, leaders will be appointed to go to different areas, to strengthen different campuses or open up new doors. But also there'll be great resource released out of the house. Let me give you that Scripture again. John 6, 63. The Spirit gives life. The flesh counts for nothing. The words Jesus says that I've spoken to you, they are full of spirit and they are full of life. So the Word of God, just to give you some foundation on it. The Word of God is so key, so important, and you want to make it, God's Word, a top priority in your life because the Word of God, as the Bible says, is your sure foundation. It's your sure foundation. When I heard the Scripture preached this morning, I had to go back and find it because it's, it was like an arrow that went straight into my heart and I need more time to process it, but it's already there. And I went and found the Scripture and it's Psalm 11 verse 3. It says, if your foundations are destroyed, what can the righteous do? But see, the Bible teaches us that the Word of God is the foundation. <laughs> I'm walking on this stage right now. You have got your feet on a foundation. No matter how pretty you make the carpet, if there's something wrong with the foundation, everything is wrong, especially for those in the balcony area up there. You know, <laughs> If the foundation's wrong, everything's wrong. Builders understand that and God's a builder and He understands that. So He puts huge emphasis on the foundation, on the Word of God, because it is the foundation or another way of looking at it, it's a plumb line. It's how we measure everything. It's what the Bible calls the cornerstone, Christ the cornerstone. If you don't get the cornerstone right, the rest of it will be out of sync. You will not be protected. You think you're okay, but you're not. One shove from the enemy and things start falling down. But people who know the Word don't live like that. They have an assurance and you know how they have it? They have it even when the storm comes at 100 miles an hour. You see them standing firm, strong. You see them praying. You see them with faith. You hear the declaration in their mouth and you're like, where are they getting it from? They're getting it from the Word of God, which is a sure foundation. It's a sure foundation. That's why the guys that are younger in the room, you've got a head start. You can do this from a younger age. You can build it into your life from the very beginning and say, hey, I want to make the Word of God a sure foundation. See, if you measure some things wrong, it sets you off track later down in life. <laughs> you know, if you go to where I live, in a, I'm in a little town at the moment. I'm not going to stay there forever, but I'm, I'm there right now. And it takes about seven to eight hours to drive there from Perth, okay? So we do the drive pretty easy. It's kind of like part of us now, but, you know, my wife was, grew up there and so we'd visit many times, even from other parts of the world. But now currently we, we're living there and so we drive, let's say it takes you eight hours to drive. But, but if, you, if you set your GPS wrong, your, you know, Google Maps, 
Wade's, whatever you use, and Wade's, and you like, ah, oh, it said, and you put the wrong address in. <laughs> you know, some people, I've, I've read about them, they've gone to other countries on holiday, yeah, and they've put the wrong name in <laughs> and not realised, or the name sounds similar, it's out by one letter, and they drive 800 kilometres in a rental car. <laughs> the fuel, the extra car, you just imagine, in the wrong direction because they haven't put the right coordinates into their Google Maps. And so this is important because some things seem like the Word of God, but it's not the Word of God. Even some of our opinions are kind of right, but they're not the Word of God. As a preacher, I have a responsibility for God, not even to give you my opinion about the Word of God, but to give you the Word of God, because what will change you is not someone's opinion. What will transform you is the Word. Come on, someone give God a shout of praise tonight. He's trying to save you time. He's trying to keep you in the right direction. And He wants you to hit the mark every single time. He doesn't want you to be disillusioned, disappointed, wonder how did that get off track. You know, we've been around, your pastors and I and, and others, some have been in this church actually for 30 plus years, others 20 odd years, what an incredible heritage. And you can be around long enough to see people go in all sorts of directions. That's simply because they chose coordinates outside of the Word of God. See, the Word of God is your foundation. It is the pillar and the foundation of truth. The Word is so powerful, it's at work. Let me, actually, let me read you this Scripture, um, 1 Timothy 3.15. They won't have all my Scriptures up there. But it says, If I am delayed, 1 Timothy 3.15, you will know how people ought to conduct themselves in God's household. This is the leader speaking, the apostolic leader, which is the church of the living God. So he says, hey, when I'm not there, you will know how to conduct yourself. If I'm delayed, why? Which is the church of the living God, the pillar and the foundation of truth. See, the Word of God is so powerful, it's at work, if you haven't realised it yet, even when your leaders aren't in the room. <laughs> your foundation is not just what your leaders say. Your foundation, your leaders are trying to tell you the Word. <laughs> That's our responsibility. So you can see how the Word of God is your foundation. But better than that, the Word of God is living. The Word of God is alive. See, I used to think it was just what was here, you know, and I found it hard, especially, you know, I'm a little bit older now. So in those days, you didn't get thin line Bibles like this, you know. They were only the big ones. And the guys that were more spiritual had bigger ones. <laughs> and I didn't even understand the language that they were written in. Um, I was like, wow, I don't understand that, you know. <laughs> I needed in a different kind of English to understand. I'm a simple person. But then... I realised it was more than what was on just these pages. And Hebrews 4.12 tells us this. It says, For the Word of God is alive and active. It is sharper than a two-edged sword. It penetrates or cuts even between soul and spirit, which is not humanly possible. No psychologist can do that. They can touch the soul, but they can't differentiate between soul and spirit. 
A doctor can maybe help you in your body, but then can't always figure out what's going out in the soul. So even the best professions on the earth can really only tackle one at a time. But the Word of God is more powerful than what is expressed in our professions, which are awesome. But our foundation is not our profession. Our foundation is the Word of God. So it cuts between joint and spirit, joints and marrow. It judges the thoughts and the attitudes of our heart. So this is why we go to the Word, because it is alive and it is active. In fact, Psalm 107 and verse 20 says, He sent forth His Word and healed them. Wow. So it's so active. That's why you've got to get this in year because sometimes God's going to speak to you and He's going to say, I want you to go pray for that person. I want you to declare this over your family. And you're not going to be around maybe a physical Bible, but the Bible's going to be inside of you. Come on. The Bible's going to be part of your life. God's going to breathe on it. And then words are going to come out of your mouth. It's going to change people's lives because He sent His Word and He healed them. So the Word of God is active. It is actually sent it's on a mission. As we read, it's alive and active. The world, the Word of God travels. In fact, it's so powerful that it can travel the world. <laughs> you can speak to somebody as I get the privilege to do. I get to text somebody, phone somebody, you know, send a message to them on the other side of the world. And I've decided more and more, I am not going to send them my opinion. I'm going to seek the face of God and say, God, what is your? word for them. What is your word for them? I can show you a text of a couple of days ago, a guy who's in a very difficult situation and I've, I've connected with him on the other side of the world in South Africa and I just sent him a message. I said, hey, I've been praying Psalm 103 over your life and I've been speaking it over your life. He sends me a message back. In fact, I'll just read you a little bit of it just for time. He says, this is a, a gentleman who's older in life and he says, um, I've read Psalm 103 many times, but now it is feeding my soul and spirit with fresh water. My heart meditates on it with delight and wonder like never before. I said, much love to you, mate. Um, send his name. Said, the word is nourishment for our soul. I'm so glad that God is breathing life into you again and bringing you a now word for your soul. We love you very much. See, my words would not be enough, but God's word is. <laughs> it's so alive that it travels through the world, it's so alive that it cuts through worry. It's so alive that it lifts people out of depression. It's so alive that it brings a voice when somebody can't hear anything anymore and you can actually touch somebody in another nation. See, God can only breathe on His Word. He's not against everything else. He just can't breathe on it. He can't. I know we have different mediums today and some parts of it are good and some are not, but if it's not God's Word, God can't breathe on it. So that's why you have to choose what you put into your life because God can only breathe on His Word. And so if His Word's on YouTube, fantastic. If it's truly God's Word, He can breathe on it. But if it's not, He can't. So you can't spend all your time on YouTube or Discord or whatever your platform is. You have to say, God, what do I want to hear? Do I want to hear the words of my friends or do I want to hear the Word of Almighty God? 
wow, maybe your friend's word is good, but can it really help you in the situation that you're in? (laughs) You have to work that out and then you go, hey God, what I do know is your word is good for everybody. And so I wanna fill my life. Come on, breathe on your word. It's nourishment, literally it's nourishment to your soul. It's food to your soul. That's why I know you're in the church where there's a hunger for God and God's adding to that. He's saying, hey, there's gonna be a hunger for my word and you're gonna hunger for God's word just like you do for dinner after this service and you're praying that it's gonna be as short as possible. (laughs) There's a hunger, there's a genuine hunger. And you know, in these last few months, more than ever before, I felt the nourishment of God's Word. I felt the nourishment, like just the life that is in it. It's like every Scripture is just speaking and I have to, it's not that I don't wanna spend time on other things, it's just that this is taking more of a priority because it's nourishing my soul. I'm praying that for you this year and for the years to come, that as you're in this Word, it will nourish your soul. You will hear God's voice. Psalm 119 verse 11 says, I have hidden your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. How good is that? See, sometimes we focused on sin. I would get focused on the word. Hide it in your heart. It will be your guide. We don't need someone most of the time, actually. We don't need someone to tell you you've sinned. You usually know. (laughs) But the word of God's the only one that can forgive you. God's the only one that can forgive you of your sin. He's the only one that can heal you of whatever sin has caused, whether it's somebody else that's done it or you've done it to yourself. He's the only one. That's why you wanna know what does the Word of God say about forgiveness? What does it say? See, I love a lot of things. I love the beach. I love a good meal. I love watching Man United, as you already know. They're playing a bit early, Sydney time, so I might not get to watch the next game. But I wanna tell you that there is nothing like hearing God's voice. There is nothing like hearing Him. And God knows these things that we love, but never let it substitute hearing Him. John 10 verse three to five says, the gatekeeper opens up the gate for him and the sheep. This is so cool. Listen to his voice. He calls his own sheep by name and he leads them out. Notice this, he calls them by name. What is that? He's talking to them. He's talking to us. See, that's why we've got to get the Word in our hearts. Then you start to realise you can hear His voice. See, He's talking to us. That's why I know it sounds simple, but it's called the Word of God. It's not a textbook. I know it can be a roadmap, but it's not just a roadmap. It is God speaking to us. It's His Word. That means you can hear tone. That means that you can pick up something that's only for you because He knows you better than anyone else. Can you see how exciting your journey begins and how this rolls out? Let me, let me just finish the Scripture and we'll wrap it up. It says, The sheep listen to His voice. He calls His own sheep by name and He leads them out. That's His direction. When He has brought out all His own, He goes on ahead of them and His sheep follow Him because they know His voice. But they will never follow a stranger. In fact, they will run away from him because they do not recognise the stranger's voice. And I really felt this for tonight. There were many other things I could have said, but I I really sensed this for you. You know, 80% I would say of God's voice, you will hear through his living word. 
Because now you know it's not just pages. It's a, it, the Word is alive. It's a living Word. So you will hear from God through His Word. But they would prove in the Bible that you could put a shepherd in the same shepherd, another shepherd in the shepherd's clothes. Same smell, same clothing, same tears, same hair, everything. They'd, all of that, they'd work on smell. They'd work on look. But the sheep didn't follow them. Because as soon as they opened their mouth, they were like, this is a different person. See, there's something so intimate and special about the voice of God. And you can't separate out the Word of God from the voice of God. In fact, God's Word is God's voice. You can't separate the two. And this year I'm believing that for you as a rising church, that you will hear the voice of God clearer than you ever have before. As you spend time in the Word of God, this Word is gonna jump off the pages. <laughs> for those that have got it on a screen, it's gonna jump out of the screen. I don't know what that looks like, but you go for it, have the experience. <laughs> but I wanna encourage you just practically, can you create a space and a place to meet with God this year? Can you take the time? You know, I give you this example. I, one of the things I do now regularly, I'm near the beach is every night, I do this most of the time, if not every night, almost every night. And after the day, I'll just go for a walk. I pray through the day, I do that, but I go for a walk and my kids know this now. And so they're like, oh, you're going on prayer walk. I'm like, yeah, I'm going on prayer walk. But the other night, my 15 year old said to me, can I go with you? I was like, yeah, sure, Nate, let's go for the walk. And we walk and we pray and he can pray in tongues. So he prays in tongues. But, you know, I already know what's gonna happen. I'm really there. That's my time with God. Unpack my thoughts, you know, leave all my cares, think a little bit about tomorrow. I'm trying to like really get God into everything. But now my kid, you know, he's prays for a bit. And then within a minute, he's like, oh yeah, Dad, my EAFC team, you know, like, and he starts telling me about his players. And I'm like, oh, come on. Couldn't we have done that like an hour ago? You know, then he tells me a bit about school and I'm like, oh, and I'm looking at God. I'm like, yeah, Dad, you know, you know, I've got to be Dad. So, you know, you, you know what's going on. And then as we were walking in the dark, because it was actually dark, he says something profound to me. He says, you know, Dad, I would usually be scared if I walk like this at night goes in these areas I would usually be scared or I'd, I'd have a little bit of fear and he goes but I don't feel that when I'm walking with you and I was like oh man <laughs> trying to hold all my tears and and then I'm thinking but I'm like I'm a sinful father like I'm just walking my relationship with God but imagine what it's like with God himself that just through that spending time being with Dad, you feel secure. You know everything's okay because it's a firm foundation. You know that even though there's darkness around, that can't rule. It can't, you're not going to stay in that darkness because your Father's with you. See, that comes through the Word and then the Word becomes alive. But somewhere in this year, you've got to set time aside and say, hey, I want to spend time 
I want to make sure that I've got those moments where, you know, the Word is in me. The Spirit comes on that Word and then I begin to speak it, whether that's through prayer, prophecy, declaration. We're not going to get into that tonight, but somewhere along the track, it will overflow into God speaking through you. Because you're not a puppet, you're a child. (laughs) You're not a thing, you're precious to Him. And He wants to share who He is with you. In the same way that He speaks to us, He gives us the privilege to speak to others. So this year, why don't we step out from the very first night and say, God, we wanna hear Your voice. (laughs) We wanna invest into our lives so much of Your Word that it becomes so easy to hear from Your Spirit. That the two become one, Word and Spirit, Spirit and life, no difference at all. And you begin to walk in that place with God. If the band, if you can join me, that would be awesome. We thank You, God. Holy Spirit, we thank You that, not just that You are here, but God, we thank You that You are really wanting to speak to us. God, even as we've heard again this morning, God, Your Word, it it lasts forever. So we put our trust in You. God, we, we just lay down where maybe the Word of man has just come so strong. Some people, I can see it like waves. It's not like you've tried to get distracted, but it's just come so strong. It's like, wow, it just keeps coming and keeps coming and it keeps coming. But God's like, no, you're gonna tune into my voice. You're gonna hear what I have to say for you. You might not know how to deal with the distractions, but when you hear my voice, you will know (laughs) and everything else will be okay. Thank You, Holy Spirit. Thank You, God. Wow. God, just come and fill this room right now. As You have promised, God, as Your Word goes out, You will back Your Word. (laughs) You will do signs to follow the preaching of Your Word. Yeah. We don't really trust our words, but we trust Your Word, God. And so let that go deep into every heart, even right now. Wow. Thank You, Holy Spirit. Let every heart be open to receive what You're wanting to say this year. Thank You, Holy Spirit. Let our ears be so open, God, that we can clearly hear what You're saying. Thank You, Holy Spirit. Wow. Thank you, God. Thanks for listening to this message. For more info about Horizon Church, please visit our website at hz.church. Have a fantastic day and we hope to see you again soon.